1: Or do you really know what you're talking about? Well, after a sustained breakaway, we are back, and uh, I, I'm sorry, listener, but I, I wish we had a more thrilling story to talk about for our return.
0: Yeah, this is. Um, we've we've often said before, haven't we? That certain certain episodes can be, you know, a bit filler, not much happening in them. This is an entire filler story, really, and
1: it? a six-parter Six as well.
0: as well. Yeah. I mean, I always I always used to wonder you know when you would read things about the history of Doctor Who and that and it always get to where like um, the, the the last Troughton season and it was the BBC were, were thinking of just getting rid of it because the viewing figures were terrible, the viewer appreciation index was just awful and you think how could that be? Troughton as the Doctor? Mm, yeah. It's like the golden age of Doctor With Jamie. Room. With Jamie, yeah, the great cast. Jamie, Zoe, the Doctor. And then you watch stories like this, and you can see exactly why the BBC thought, "Let's just should we just knock it on the head?" This is this is typifies to me sort of most of the last season in that it's a we've got to fill a slot, yeah, and that's the be all and end all of doing it. No, I can't imagine anyone had a burning desire to tell this story. I can't imagine anyone had a burning desire to to do their best acting in it. This is literally. This is the equivalent of of working on a till in Lidl.
1: Yeah, but what makes it even worse is it's written by Robert Holmes.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder how much is Robert Holmes. Oh, oh is there some talk that... Well, the, the, I think this, the, the script would rewritten quite a bit. Um, because... Like, you'll occasionally get flashes of Robert Holmes. There's the occasional line that you go, ask Robert Holmes. But, yeah, I... I Because I'm pretty certain that this wasn't meant to be a six-parter.
1: Oh, that Um, would explain a bit. Yeah,
0: and I've got the feeling this is probably a Robert Holmes uh, did a story outline and then it's been extrapolated from that. So there was a
1: treatment by him with maybe a few, you know, set-ups, maybe a few lines, and then somebody else came along.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's so boring, the... The script. I was I was watching this and I was thinking, what does this remind me of? And I don't know whether you've ever seen it. And it's the nineteen fifties German Crash Gordon.
1: No, no, never seen they it. Did,
0: they did a TV series, and it was it was rubbish, to be honest. It was it was like this. It was just plod plod plod, go from one location to another. Um, this is what this reminds me of. There, there's no. There's no urgency in that in this. And, and and while I was watching it, I was, you know, we, we did the thing where we were uh, looking at could could a could a Blake Seven story be done in Star Trek? Could a Star Trek yeah. story be done in Blake Seven? And this would be this is almost Star Trek, but done the wrong way. Because mm. you could you could use this script and instead of the uh, the the space security people, that's the Federation. And you can imagine in classic Trek, I mean, it had a few stories where you were on a mining planet and they were dressed as mine. You you could picture this as Star Trek, but done in the manner of a 1930s silent sci-fi film. Yeah. Very, very, very plodding, dull.
1: The vibe I got you know, with these space prospectors and yeah. the mining complex and space pirates and everything and just the plod and just the boringness and the uninter- uninterested air to all of it is a very Tomorrow People. I can see yeah. this is a Tomorrow yeah. People story.
0: Yeah, you, you could see that as this or even a, a, a sort of third season Lost in Space. What, what's really weird is I don't know why it's called the Space Pirates, because y- you see something called Space Pirates and you expect something like the pirate planet, don't you? S- pirate tropes in space. Mm. And it's not. It's prospectors and boring claim jumping. It should be in s- space. S- space Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Space Claims. Space, uh, I don't know what... Yeah, Space Cowboys. Space yeah. Hillbillies. Um, and it, it's so sort of non-interesting but also it looks awful
1: well yeah all right before we talk about that right your history with this story did you have the target novelization had you read that before you finally the the internet came along and you could see it i had it
0: but i because i think it was one there was some i can't remember what the problem is with it but there was something where it didn't come along until very very late in the target run so by that point I was buying targets because I was a collector and I don't think there was any burning reading. I think it was, it was one of those uh, sort of, I'll buy it and I'll think, I don't ever remember reading it. I may well have read it and don't remember it because it's such a boring story, but I got a feeling I'd never read it. I think you would, to make an interest in novelization, you would have to basically just change everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean my my history w- with it is I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was a lost yeah. one. I'd seen the stills of Caven, you know, the bad guy yes. in in that silly medieval clunky space helmet yeah. of his, his studded space helmet. And then when I got the Lost in Time DVD box set, I know I watched yeah. episode 2 because it's the only one that still survives, isn't it? Yes. And just finding it incredibly dull, and that was just watching 25 yeah. minutes of it.
0: What what's sort of weird is like uh, the enemy from the enemy uh, of the world, we, we only had one episode, and it was quite a dull episode. And a lot of people extrapolated that uh, the rest of the story must be dull as well, based on this one episode. And then when it finally appears, people you go, actually, this is a really good, you know, good adventure. This is great. Mm. I love this. I can't imagine this being the case. If I think if they if tomorrow. Ian Levine, you know, opened the bottom drawer and realised he's actually got all the film prints of this um, and distributes them. I can't imagine anyone watching it and going, well, there's a lost classic we found. Mm, No, no. Um, Based on the one episode we've got. um, I can sort of see what they were aiming at. I can sort of see what they were going for, but because I think... I think the I don't know whether you've got any behind the scenes on the 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 genesis of it, but the the the, the fan story that's sort of well known is that someone at the BBC, one of the high ups, was looking at Gerry Anderson's stuff like Thunderbirds mm-hmm. and going, "Well, what the hell? How can he do that? And we're producing, you know, the the effects that we're doing. We want we want an episode. We want a story where." we've got these amazing effects and I I just don't know how that went from we want amazing effects to the dullest story on the planet because Um, the model works okay but it's nothing everyone goes Oh, the model work holds it up it doesn't it's okay I like the designs but
1: we don't really know the execution do we I I do have information on the model work um, in behind the scenes but when you consider this is 1969 and you say Jerry Anderson and by then you know he had gone through all his Super Mario Nation shows he had just finished Joe 90 they were yeah. gearing up to going to live action for the first time with UFO you know 2001 had came out uh, come out yeah. the year before Planet of the Apes was out you know you see all these things that you know are elsewhere and then you get Doctor Who's space opera of the space yeah. pirates and oh, good grief.
0: Well, Doctor Who's never in its entire history been good at space opera. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the effects shots we do see, they've gone down the, well, 2001 did it by putting music with no sound effects and things. Mm-hmm. And they've gone down that route, but they've chosen like the worst music in the world, you know, 2001 is like a ballet it's yes. like a dance yeah. you can, the music matches perfectly you know it wasn't what he was going to use originally um but this the music is just terrible um then they've gone well let's try and you know um the apollo missions are in the news because lest we forget this is the year that we landed on the moon yes you know so apollo was massive and space travel and i think there must have been a, an element where they went well, real space travel—we can see on the news that real space travel—it uh, takes forever to get anywhere. So let's <laughs> let's, let's have a story
1: that takes yeah, forever to get anywhere.
0: But but while that's sort of—I think that's possibly laudable in going—we want realism. There's a—it's called drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's a reason that when you—you know—when you do a cop show, if someone's got a flight to Los Angeles, you don't have a three-hour scene of them stood in the airport. No looking at their watch drinking a coffee queuing up nipping to the toilet you know there's well well done you wanted to show that space is big but this isn't the way to do it
1: no so it's it's been a plod for us yes hasn't it It, it's a very boring story (coughs) it's six episodes it's on the internet on the loose cannon site you can Mm. watch it but this is very rare in that it's a uh, a Doctor Who story that doesn't have the tele snaps. Yes. So the loose canon version is just stills, what, which what, change y- occasionally, and that yeah. made it even more of a plod.
0: Yeah. I mean, re- uh, yeah. These um, uh, like reproduction ones, they're 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 hard to watch anyway. Yes. Because because it's not a visual. It's not to, what's yeah.
1: happening on screen. Exactly. It's a recreation. Yeah. You've got Caven his head superimposed on on a different yeah. body from time well, to time.
0: Yeah. So it, it suffers from that. But I don't think, I don't think it. like say if we found it, you'd suddenly go, "Oh my god, the direction was amazing. No. How did we miss that?" Um, and the other thing that, if if you want actual to get some fun out of this story, um, look at all the other recreations of it because because there's hundreds of them on YouTube oh
1: I've only watched the uh, oh, loose it's cannon it's hilarious
0: some some of them are just bafflingly bizarre where people have you know they've got episode two so they'll almost like make um, Captain Pugwash style oh no marionettes and that and one of them is using obviously whoever did it and these are fan producers I'm not going to rag on them too much because they take a lot of effort but one of them is they've tried to use um, 3D CGI, uh, CGI renderings that you obviously get free on things. So like a spacewalk is this 3D CGI rendering of like a NASA astronaut walking in space, oh, yeah. and none of it matches. But that's the, I think that's the only way you would get any any laughs out of this. Um, it, yeah, it's it's tedious.
1: Well, let's get the tedium yeah. underway, Started, shall we? Yes. So, I, I'm so glad I write notes as I go because yes. it is so boring. Um, I wouldn't have been able to remember any of this
0: no, at all. I, I made. I don't. I normally don't do very detailed notes, but I've made quite a few notes on this one because, yeah, you're right. It's literally it's one of those where ten minutes after watching it, you go, "What the hell happened there? What was? What did he do? What was the plot there? Because yeah. there's virtually no plot, is there?"
1: Well, let's have a look, yeah. shall we? So we start off with this this curious-shaped spaceship, this yes. spaceship with a pointy nose. Uh, that is un, an unusual design, I must say.
0: Yeah, the spaceship designs are unusual and quite quite funky. And I like the fact that they've all got different names. Yes. So you've got the V-ship and the dart and the, yep. you know, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, we it start... We, we, we meet straight away. This is the other problem I've got with this, is that the, the crew don't show up until over 20 minutes into a 23 minute episode. Yeah. Um, so we're spending all this time with uh, the Space Corps, who are the most boring three people in television history.
1: This guy, Harmer, you know, the General Harmer, right? What is his accent? What is that? Is that th- his real voice?
0: I think so. I, well, I know. I think they're all trying to do cod uh, American accents. And some of them work and some of them don't. Right. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he he's doing this very, very weird... I don't know what you'd call it. Posh American? It's I, really I, it weird. It might be South African. I don't know. But it's not a normal accent. Um... And like I say, you couple that with the terrible costumes. Yeah, my my notes on this it says the space corps people are very dull. And then funky moustache. I presume that was that comedy actor.
1: He's the guy who was in oh, yeah um, Doctor Doc- in the House Doc and stuff house, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I recognised yeah. him from that. Yeah, with his like he, porn tash.
0: Yeah, he was always the Lothario one.
1: Yeah. You know that. Who was a bit dim though. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like
0: his tash. It's like, hey. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good
0: work. So so
1: we've we've got these beacons, haven't we? We've already seen yes. Beacon Alpha blow up. Um but we find out that um they're made made out of Argonite.
0: Yes, Argonite, this is the unobtainium of this story, isn't it? Uh so another one of those weird uh sci-fi cliches. So this is both the most widely used material in the galaxy but also the rarest. See, that's my question. How it's the most work?
1: valuable mineral yeah. and rarest, but they've made all these beacons
0: out yes. of them. It's both the, the most expensive, rarest mineral in the galaxy, but also they make storage containers out of it. Uh, and someone's coming along and what the Space Corps think is blowing up the containers, but actually they're using the explosion to separate them into component parts. And then put in the rockets on those component parts to fly them to their home base to be picked up. Yes. Um, hence I suppose the piracy of the title. Um, so this these these incredibly boring uh, space corps guys, basically I suppose they're the they're the United Planet Confederation of Planets in this galaxy. Yep. They they send a ship out, a V ship, to find out why these uh I don't know. I don't know what they're meant to be. They call them beacons or something, but I don't. They don't seem to be navigational beacons or anything like no. that. No. But they they they're missing, so they come out to find them, and they uh, instead come across this ancient old uh, spaceship, uh, this rocket, uh, and it's piloted by our uh, comic relief character, Milo Clancy. Mm. Uh, who in my notes I've put, Milo is pure cheese. So, I've
1: yeah. got I, I'm, I've got two opinions on this fella. Yeah. Right?
0: Mine changed during the story. Yeah.
1: To begin with, deeply yeah. irritating. Yes. Can't stand the accent. Why are well, we do, got, He's doing
0: James Stewart, isn't
1: he? He's, do, he's oh, trying to do James, uh, James Stewart. James Stewart, yeah. But it, it, he's a space prospector. This wouldn't yes. be out of place in season three of Lost in Space. No, yeah. He, he's
0: the... Uh, no one else is dressed in in cliche era, suitable clothing or speaks in that way. Everyone else is speaking in a, a modern sort of way. Even if they've got dodgy accents, he's talking like an old timey prospector. And he, he lives like a prospect. So the first scene we get him in, he's, it's a comedy scene where he's eating an egg. We get a 10 minute scene of a man eating an egg. Yes. That tells you that the budget was stretched. Um, my. My, uh, I found him, like you, I found him incredibly irritating to start with. Yes. By the end of it, I was praying for him to appear because exactly. he's the only lively spot. I was trying
1: to yeah. think of what would this story be like if he oh, wasn't in it. It'd be yeah. even more tedious.
0: Yeah. And it, to, to be fair, he's the only one putting in any, any sort of effort. Um, if you can get past the, the cliched, anachronistic performance of it you know he's doing james stewart as an old-timey prospector and he talks in an old-timey prospect way he actually gets some nice characters i mean at the end he's quite he's 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 quite a sort of believable uh he gets a little emotional arc um but his first impression doesn't bode well does it
1: no this whole egg and yeah. toast and oh dear oh dear oh dear yeah um we haven't mentioned, but uh, at that point, we're already in episode two. Uh, the Doctor yes, yeah. and, and Jamie and Zoe oh, yeah. have arrived. The TARDIS has arrived on this beacon, true, haven't yeah. they?
0: Yeah, so they, they arrive literally about three minutes before the end of episode one. Um, and they get uh, the, the, the Space Commander, that we've skipped over this, so Space Commander has decided that a good plan is to put two men mm. on each of the remaining beacons that haven't been blown up. So if they get blown up, I don't know what the plan is there. But so they're they're left on and they think the Doctor and Zoe and Jamie are the space pirates. So they have a bit of a a battle, um, which, I mean, it might be exciting. We don't see it. I doubt it's exciting. And the Doctor and Jamie and Zoe uh, lock themselves in one of the Argonite containers. um, Which then when it gets, when the, the thing is exploded, they get shot off into space. Uh, away from the TARDIS. Yes, um,
1: yeah, the the, the beacon break breaks yeah. into eight different pieces. Yes. And they're in one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, weirdly, this is another one of those stories where the doctor and crew do almost nothing to the plot. No. Um, I think the do- in episode six, the doctor defuses a bomb. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. all he does for six episodes. Yeah. And we don't even get any real nice you know, Tardis crew scenes to sort of buoy it along. Everyone's so subdued.
1: We don't even see inside the Tardis. I don't no. think, do we? No. Hmm.
0: I mean, yeah. There's no, there's no interior Tardis scene. I mean, again, I suppose it's the budget, isn't it? They didn't have the budget to do the Tardis. Yeah. Uh, interior.
1: I tell you what. <laughs> what is nice, though, is. We have these like scout ships called yeah. minnows, these Minos, little fighter it, yeah. ships. I like the design of them, these pointy-nosed fighter yeah, ships.
0: I like them and I quite like the, the, the sort of pre in Battlestar Galactica you get, and UFO I suppose, you get that a lot of shots of the guy in the cockpit yeah. with the, the helmet on it. And it's like, oh that's a bit of ahead of its time. That-
1: yeah, that's Ian, isn't oh,
0: it? The, Ian, the, yes. Yeah, the- Ian. Um, we get another Ian
1: in it. Yeah, um, is that an Ice Warrior helmet he's wearing?
0: No, a, a I think
1: repurposed it, one.
0: I, I I think it's based on. it. I think this helmet was actually for sale a, a, a few years back, and I think it was described as an Ice Warrior helmet. But then, like fandom kicked in, and said that's not an Ice Warrior helmet.
1: Oh, okay, um, okay. I
0: think it was. To me, it looks like they've they found a Viking helmet from something else and just put sparklies on it.
1: Oh, right, um, right.
0: But yeah, um, it's
1: very very similar to that. Yeah. Um going back to that minnow mm, scout yes. ship, which I like, you know, it's got like a bulbous, you know, cockpit area and a pointy nose. Uh do you, do you know what I mean if I say uh, a spaceship model kit called the Leaf Ericsson? Yes, yeah.
0: The um it was in the Star Trek range. It was in the AMT, AMT Star
1: kit. Trek. Yeah, yeah, it was called the mystery yet. the mystery ship or the mystery yeah. or, was, or the UFO it thing was or something.
0: designed by um, who was the guy that used to do the space models? Yeah, oh, well, I've forgotten his name. And, I can't remember his name.
1: But I had that. It was a glow-in-the-dark yeah. model back in the 70s, yeah. and and the little hatch at the top opened, and a little scout ship came out, and it looks exactly like one? these minnows. Whoever that bod was who designed that model kit, I reckon, had seen space pirates upon yeah. transmission because it's too similar to
0: you think it, he, he thought, I'm going to model this on that amazing bit of telly I saw?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. You say about the um, um, Ian's helmet, Ua, yeah. being yeah. mistaken for an Ice Warrior one. When we go back to the base, we've got Madeline, this this yes. woman who's in charge of the mining complex. Is that a mutoid helmet she's wearing? Because it didn't half look like one. It's
0: very similar. I think it, there seemed to be this weird thing. UFO did it as well, and other stuff did it, where... In space, women have to cover their hair. Mm. I don't know why. Uh, health and safety. They, yeah, Madeleine is introduced. Um, and it's from, from line one, it's so obvious she's going to be the villain mm. uh, and behind all this. Cause, it, cause it's, it's not all, a shock
1: again, when it comes. No, is it? it's
0: not. And, and the, the whole scene with her and the Space Corps commander um, is basically 10 minutes of exposition. Uh, and they're telling each other stuff that they both know. Yeah. Remember when Milo Clancy uh, was involved, and we thought he was involved in your father's death, when your father mysteriously disappeared a while back? And you've and I put in my notes, Madeline is obviously the villain, and it's going to be that her father is still alive. Yes. And I, was, I was right on it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no, there's no real mystery to this. I mean, it turns out the only slight variation on that is it turns out she's a villain but misguided yes um and the actual villain is that caven guy he's he's all right i quite like him as a villain because he's he's so i think he's read the title and gone i'm a pirate yeah you know i'm a villain pirate okay. i
1: can't believe in him because he was in lots of sitcoms as yes. well that bloke was oh, ev-
0: everyone in this uh it, you recognize from other stuff like ian is the guy from uh uh, the Curse of Pel, uh, Monster of Peladon. Yes, yeah. Um And he's he's got. He's in tons he, of sitcoms yeah, as well. Yeah, he's in loads of sitcoms. Uh, the yeah, the villain and his uh, sidekick are in sort of stock, you know, uh, stock actors from sitcoms. If only they'd have been allowed to be funny in this.
1: Hmm. <coughs> All right, so episode two ends yeah. with Clancy arriving on that bit of the beacon, the Doctor yes. and co are in, and shoots Jamie. Shoots Jamie. And so I he's like, remember. oh, you've murdered him. And that's the cliffhanger ending. Yes. But he's only Bear, stunned.
0: Yeah. Bear in mind, for the whole of episode two, the Doctor and company do nothing. No. So we get this interminable scene where the Doctor decides that if he magnetises the Argonite, oh, yeah. it will be attracted back to where the TARDIS is. And they, this is a long, long scene of, of just rubbish that even Troughton and, and you know, Fraser Hines can't save, um, where the Doctor does it, and, oh, no, he's got the polarities the wrong way around, so they're actually now worse off. And it doesn't really... It never comes into play that that's any sort of threat, because immediately after that, Clancy turns up. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, he shoots Jamie, uh, but then it turns out he's only stunned him.
1: And he um, thinks they're the Space yeah. Pirates, yeah. but that then realises that they're not. And so they leave in Clancy's ship, yes. don't they? Um, Which, had a,
0: it's got a girl's name. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but, but again, I-V, it's that. Not, yeah.
1: uh, I can't remember. Um, and, yeah, they're being pursued by the bad guys. Very slowly. <laughs> yeah, but but he stops the ship with copper needles. I don't yeah. understand that whole thing about copper needles.
0: It's It's a i don't know whether they were doing like um uh, we've got to have a sci-fi way of doing this yeah he he launches (laughs) copper needles and that stops the other guy's ships because copper does something to their systems and it's like but again it's like a 10 minute scene that goes nowhere because all it does is it's like we're being chased oh we're not being chased but imagine that over 10 minutes of clunky I've written
1: at that point god yeah. this is so boring yeah
0: it's just it's just interminable yeah um, yeah I, I I had to watch these in chunks yeah it was so boring
1: I said before press record I had to watch mm. five and six back to back this afternoon I, I was almost giving up the wheel to breathe you know I just I just wanted it to end yeah. You know. oh dear um, I've written next. More minnows are launched to find Clancy. Clancy's ship lands, and the Doctor and Co go off. Pirates are squabbling, and yeah, that's pretty yeah. much all that happens in that episode.
0: Yeah, we get several episodes of the pirate squabbling. We do get my, the only the only dialogue I wrote down, which I laughed at and I thought that's a that's a Robert Holmes one where where Kaven's talking to his friend. He says. We're discussing a space accident. And his mate goes, oh, where? he goes, I haven't decided where it'll happen yet. Yeah, I thought, that, that, yeah that's Robert yeah, Holmes. That's Robert Holmes. Uh, but that's one exchange. <laughs> Otherwise, these... They, they, they could be quite interesting, because the you've got you have got Caven, uh, who is like a, a moustache-twirling villain, but he's also quite vicious with it. So, OK, that's interesting. Um, and then his mate is is a coward and doesn't really want to do this and you could have some nice stuff, but it's just, it, again, it's interminable. It goes on and on and on it this does. bickering.
1: And um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the time clock, yeah. you know, bottom left. And it's like, Oh my God, we're only at 14 minutes. Oh, God. oh yeah. my God. We're only at 17 yeah. minutes.
0: But, but Clancy and um, and the TARDIS crew, Clancy decides that the best place to hide out is going to be at the base of operations uh, of Madeleine. Which is the planet Tar, isn't it? Yeah, the planet Tar, (laughs) which is uh, because evidently everyone knows that they hate each other. So why would he go to her planet to hide? Mm -hmm. Um, But then, surprise, surprise! When they do arrive there, that's where the space pirate base is. Yes, and yeah, Zoe. Yeah,
1: Zoe peers. It looks like Zoe peers through a hole in the wall when she sees the pirates cutting up some of the beacon. And then they're found by Caven and a couple of guards, and they—it yeah. looks like they just fall through
0: a wall, yeah, they down fall a down the pit. Um, hmm. And then we get an, another ten-minute sequence of them at the bottom of the pit. So it, it's like, uh, Jamie, if you injured yourself, I might have stretch, stretch, stretch. No, I haven't injured myself. So if you injured yourself, I might have stretch, stretch, stretch. No, I haven't. And then the doctor works out; it takes forever to work out that it can't be just a pit um, because there's. Uh, food plates or something there and they would break if they were thrown down the pit and then the doctor says there must be a lock here and we get an internal thing of thing. and then he finds a lock and it's a sonic lock and he explains to Jamie that this is all one scene yes it just goes on and on and on you've missed something out when
1: they land the doctor's sat on his drawing pins
0: oh yeah the doctor carries drawing pins around because he likes drawing pins (laughs) Um, but it If this was like spread over a a bit, you could do it, but this is one scene. So it just goes on and on. And and I, I was thinking, had the sets not been built, was that the problem with this? That like they turned up and the sets weren't there. So all they had was a painted brick, uh, you know, cave wall backdrop. So they had to set this entire episode in a cave.
1: I don't don't know. know. I don't know. I have written, Interminable padding of the good guys getting underway, the pirates talking, and the doctor using a tuning fork. Yeah. Some sort of almost battle. The pirate ship is disguised with a stripy condom <laughs> on its nose cone. Yeah. That's what we see. We see yeah. the ship putting on some sort of disguise by having a stripy nose rather than a non-stripy nose. Yeah,
0: because that's how you uh, that's how you recognise spaceships in space. not it is visually. Hmm. Yeah, you know, they don't have any sort of transponders or names or anything like you, you go oh, hang on that that ship's got a mustache it can't possibly be <laughs> that would have been
1: quite good yeah. if they had put a mustache on it
0: oh, okay. and a pair
1: of um you know glasses
0: and something. then at, at some point in this interminable nonsense i can't remember what, i think it's the next episode we might have changed episodes again um so the doctor uh comes across madeline's father
1: Oh no, that's the next episode. Is that next it?
0: But he's he's still alive. Surprise, surprise. But Madeline doesn't know he's alive, even though he's living in the room next to her office.
1: Yes. Well, but she did, did ordered she that room sealed anything? up. Yeah. She ordered the room sealed up when she thought her dad was dead. So that's when Caven decided to keep her, keep him in, in there because room. it's the one place she'll never look.
0: But did she not? Did she not what's that noise in there? Oh, that's rats in there. That sounds like my dad. Ah, rats. I mean, it, it, it's ludicrous. Again, I don't know again whether it's we didn't have sets, so we've got to have him being held in her office. Um, and he's he's like a Ben Gunn character, Any, anyway. He's forgotten how to speak properly.
1: I've got yeah. the It's guy from Monty yeah, Python. He is,
0: yeah, he's got a long white beard. Uh, it's just, I don't know what the hell they were thinking of. Um, but again, goes absolutely nowhere,
1: nope. you know, he's been um, in that room for years, apparently. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's just, and we get a vague sort of thing that this is what I don't understand because if, if she knew he was alive, then I could understand Kaven holding that over her head. You do what I say or I kill him, but she thinks he's dead. So what hold has Kaven got over her?
1: Yeah. Well, he's got a hold over her now because he tells yeah. her, actually, your dad's not um, dead. Yeah, he's alive, and unless you do what I say, he won't be alive for much longer. And so yeah. she calls off Harmer, then, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: because they they were going to they were going to destroy the the oh, I can't even remember what they were going to destroy. Was it Clancy's rocket or something? And um, oh, that's right, because because isn't Clancy? Isn't Clancy they, the Clancy and the Doctor were trying to launch yeah. to escape.
1: Ah, but again, yeah. you've forgotten. Before they get to Clancy's sheep, ship and try to uh, uh, um, launch, they escape by the use of wax and marbles. Oh, yeah. To escape and get out that room.
0: That's what you want in your... Uh Thrilling space adventures, <laughs> what, wax and marbles. Yeah. I did like. There's one nice bit where, where I imagine it's ad-libbed by Trout, and where he goes. Uh, no, no, not that marble. Why? I like that
1: one. That's the green one. I yeah. like the green one. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I'm not quite sure what's happening. Caven um, um, orders them not to stop them getting to Clancy's yeah. ship. Then he changes his mind and orders the ship to be blown
0: up. Yeah, because I, I think he says, "Don't stop them." We'll, launch, we'll blow up the ship or launch the ship or something, and it will cook them. But the doctors,
1: again, this is all really weird. When when Clancy and the Doctor get to his ship, he goes, "Where is Jamie and Zoe? Yeah. They've they've disappeared." Something happens. I think the ship takes off. The Doctor passes out from all the smoke, doesn't he?
0: Yes. Yeah. The Doctor's directly under the rocket taking off, <laughs> and all it does is knocks him out for a bit.
1: Yeah. Now at that point that's the end of episode five, right? We've only one episode to go. This is a few hours ago I watched this, right? And I took a break and I went into the kitchen and um, I made myself a coffee to keep myself awake. And uh, my wife was in the kitchen and she didn't watch any of this with me, but every so often she would walk past, right? And I said, only one more episode to go. go." And she goes, it's awful. This is her quote. I wrote it down, I, I sat back down. And this is what she said she said it's awful it's just a load of screeching thesps yeah
0: that's true yeah
1: sums it up really doesn't yeah. it yeah
0: well one, one famous actor described theater work as shouting in the afternoon didn't he and i think this is screeching in the afternoon
1: yeah yeah so final uh, final straight yeah, now final... um episode six the doctor is saved by jamie and zoe who have now turned up there's no explanation yes. as
0: to why no, they're late or where I they've mean, been. I, I wonder if whether this happened without any dialogue or something. And if we had the episode, perhaps we'd have seen where they were. Oh yes. But the, yeah. the implication we get is, oh they just got lost on the way and now they're here. Yeah. I don't think they wanted to appear in the scene, did they? No. You're in the scene, no we're not. Don't,
1: <laughs> don't wanna be. <coughs> I don't wanna be. Um Clancy is rescued by General Harmer. Yeah. And then we've got loads of oh, nearly all of episode six is lots of talking between Caven and Madeline.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause, Cause Kaven's been is I think Caven's plan, which doesn't make a lot of sense was he set up, he let Madeline think that her dad was dead and he set up Clancy to blame Clancy. So she hated Clancy so that she would use her mining corporation or her dad's mining corporation for the space pirates so that they could steal Argonite so that Caven could get rich. Mm. But yeah, and but this is all explained in huge, long, boring passages between boring. Yeah, it's like you've never heard of show, don't tell. Mm. This is just tell, tell, tell. Yeah. Um, Again, it feels like they've got no sets, So they're going just stand in the corner and and read the script. Yeah. it's so boring, but yeah, the 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 Space Corps people are gonna gonna turn up, and there's only a set amount of time that Cavan's got to escape. Um, and he he thinks that the Space Corps are gonna blow up the base, so he he wants to escape. But then, for some reason, I mean, it's I've forgotten it. It's so long ago, <laughs> my brain's wiped it. Something to do with. Clancy's up in space and the Doctor has to talk him through in interminable detail, repairing his ship. Yes. But of course, Clancy is one of those that would never survive in the real life. He's one of those astronauts that doesn't believe in machinery or computers. Even though that's why up. he's yeah. there. Exactly. So he has no real idea. So the Doctor has to talk him through. And then the Doctor has to defuse a bomb for 10 minutes. Um, and we don't, know, we don't know what he's doing. I mean, it might be clearer in a live action version, but it's not like he, he says, I've got to do this, this, and this, he's just doing something. With Again, this it might just be a visual yeah. thing. And yeah, it might be better it. on the visuals, but after about 10 minutes of silence and him cutting wires and things, Oh, I've, I've stopped the bomb. Um, but then the space core blow up the pirates instead. Yes. I can't remember how.
1: I've sure put interminable bump ending in a minnow shooting cavern ship.
0: Yeah, am I the only thing I like about the ending is um, that like the space corps go? Oh yeah, by the way, Madeline, you're going to prison, woman, because <laughs> you're the villain, and the fact that you you know you turned around at the last minute. Yeah, you're going to prison. Yeah, I thought oh, well that's I like that. That's because normally the they would go. Oh, you, don't worry about it. It's like, no, you, 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 you've stolen all this stuff and killed all these people. You're getting a prison woman. Yeah. Um, I like it that Milo says that uh, he'll speak out at a trial. Well, that's condemned her, isn't it? <laughs> Dagnabbit, this woman's for innocent. Wow. Oh, it's... What a strange
1: story. It's
0: bizarre, isn't it? I, I don't know. It feels like one of those stories that was written in the 1950s, or a a treatment was written in the 1950s, it was left in a drawer. They were desperate, so they pulled it out and goes, well, this hasn't got the Doctor in it. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll bung him in somehow. And they've sort of shoehorned the Doctor in doing nothing. It's so unlike Doctor Who. (laughs)
1: An awful lot of the reason why, you know, the Doctor and Zoe and Jamie aren't there was they were also making the War Games at exactly the same oh, time, really, weren't really. they? So that's why they're not not in it for much. And I can't believe that this story yeah. is immediately before the War Games. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get two more, you know, jarring, <coughs> you know, Patrick I, Troughton stories.
0: Yeah, I... Um, I, I, I just... Even if they found it tomorrow, I'm not entirely sure I'd go and buy it. What about a would, animation
1: recreation?
0: No, I don't care. Don't animate it. It doesn't. It, you're not bringing anything to that game. No. Um, I don't I, know how you would polish this.
1: I would like to see it. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm, I'm not bothered by an animation. I would like to see it if it was discovered to just see if. if yeah, just if, to see if it if we get more out exactly. of it visually.
0: Because what what's weird is like there are there are boring, you know the 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 the, the budgetary reasoning behind going to six episodes and seven episodes in the Trouton era was was terrible and almost killed the series. But usually you've got like uh, a, an interesting monster, mm. you know, like the Ice Warriors. It's an incredibly dull story, but you've got the Ice Warriors. You know, it, right like yeah, the Macra um, Terra, the Macra you know, Terra. Yeah, yeah, you've got an interesting monster to key on. We've got nothing interesting in this. Having human villains in a boring story like this, you know, at least Enemy of the World, you could hang it off of Trout and play in two parts. Okay? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. There's nothing in this. I, I wonder if they thought Milo Clancy would be the thing that as people <laughs> remember it for him. No. They were sorely mistaken.
1: Do you know what he reminds me of? I don't know. You'll remember, because you were around in the 70s, um, the breakfast cereal Golden Nuggets.
0: Oh, and, yeah, yeah, And, and there was a
1: prospector, yeah. car, the prospector there was, was a, thing, a cartoon yeah. prospector on the adverts. If, That's if the level won, we're at. Yeah.
0: I would rather have had him, because at least he had an interest in donkey as a friend. <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, I used to love Golden Nuggets. They brought them back recently. They're not the same.
1: No, nothing's the same, the same when you bring no. it back. Do Milo Clancy should have had a donkey, a space donkey. Space
0: donkey, yeah. When yeah. I when I when I wrote my book Space Monkeys, I put a, uh, this sort of grizzled prospector in it, but as a pastiche, and I gave him a, a, a donkey that was good for uh, you. It was part donkey and part house cat, and it was called a dong cat. And so it had it could work like a donkey, but it had the temperament of a house cat, so it would sit down there. And this I is, so in you, a this yeah. is so you, Ian. This <laughs> uh, is so you. Uh, it's available. It's uh, available on. Uh, on uh, Amazon, if you fancy reading it. (laughs) Signed copies available if you buy me a few quid. Um, But it was done as a joke. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if he had had a... Because his ship is sort of his donkey, isn't it, in this... Oh, I suppose, yes. He's got a female name and he he talks to it like it's alive. But yeah, he needed a comedy donkey. Yeah. And how, How many times do we have to say that... Uh, To improve the Doctor Who story, comedy donkeys. Yeah, put a donkey in it. Yeah, put a donkey in it, takes the curse off it. Yeah. It's uh, I wonder if. Do you think that if they ever discover it, in the background of every scene, there's a little donkey? And we've gone, oh, we've missed the donkey. I'd watch it then. Yeah. I'd watch
1: it then. It'll all make sense then.
0: Imagine if they'd have got. They'd have said to Troughton. Uh, it, it, a few stories back, you played two parts. You're going to play two parts again. You're going to be a talking donkey. He have loved it. <laughs> he would have put a lot of effort in it. He would
1: we? have. More yeah. effort than what he's doing in this. Yes. Yeah. I
0: mean, we've got a lot of asses in this, but yeah. no
1: donkeys. No. All right. So, on behind the scenes, yep. uh, the whole story was thought lost until <laughs> 1999. That's right. Uh, yeah when episode 2 was uh, found um an amateur video collector
0: yeah.
1: uh, um had it it's all all down to him i, I don't know yeah. i guess he had a video weird. recorder and yeah, recorded. recorded episode 2 I it's suppose. one of those
0: uh one of those weird sort of unfair things as well the the, the vid fired copy of this is pristine and wonderful yeah it's really clean it's one of the cleanest Trouton prints
1: for this, yes, yeah, um, Michael Troughton Patrick's yes. um, son, he says, um, "I wish I had
0: played Donkey Dad."
1: <laughs> well, according to him, you know, um, 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 Patrick Troughton wrote in his diary that he wasn't impressed no. by I'm this.
0: Surprised. He's a good actor.
1: Yeah, it says this is a quote from Michael. I remember my father arriving at our house after completing a producer's run-through for episode two of the Space Pirates. (laughs) He was angry, but anger born of frustration rather than aggression. I recall him complaining to my mother about how dull and unwatchable the Space space Pirates was going to be. And he says, this is what Patrick Trouton said, This is episode two and we're still trapped in that bloody awful spaceship set. I told them people will just turn off. He was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other snippet I've got for behind the scenes is this was the very first uh, Doctor Who story that John Nathan Turner worked on. He was floor assistant. He was a lowly floor assistant.
0: I wonder if that's where he... uh, Because, do you know what? I didn't know he'd worked on that. And genuinely, this sort of did remind me a bit of season 18. Really? Yeah, in that it's like... This sort of dialogue, techno babble, is boring, and I I think Chris Bidmead's script editing when he was and he put just endless bits of scientific, I, we call it nonsense, but it was meant to be accurate, I suppose. You you've got to um, you've got to have something else to watch in it. It's it's so dry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, other information I've got on this story comes from this little uh, Doctor's Effects book which yeah. I refer to from time to time. First uh, snippet I've got is from Dave Harford, one of the special effects boys. He says, I distinctly remember John Horton making a winged bird-like spaceship model for this story. I think he's talking about the minnow in that oh, right, yeah. because he was using poured wax for one part of the, ship, uh, of the craft's construction. I also recall that we nicknamed this spaceship the Levinator to annoy John.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The name referred to Richard Levin, who was in charge of the design department at the time. John was trying to win Richard's favor in order to gain promotion from an assistant to a full designer. Right. That's the first bit I've got. Second bit I've got is from the uh, the wonderful, sadly underrated Ian Scone Scoes. Almost yeah. said Skoons. All right. He said, are you He's ready? Say scones. Scones, yes. So um, Ian says, not too long after we had completed work on the Battle of Britain, that that places this story in, yeah. in context, doesn't it? Straight after Battle of Britain, he says, I remember Les telling us that we had a Doctor Who model shoot coming in. I think that came about by Les having a few drinks with Jack Kine and persuading him that Bowie Films could be f- as financially competitive as any other BBC contractor. So my first involvement with Doctor Who was as a contractor while still working for Les. I think Nick Alder, you know Nick Alder from Space 1999 and Alien, and I were responsible for filming all the miniature spaceships in the story under the direction of the miniatures designer, John Wood. I have a photograph of me holding one of the spaceship models made by John Horton of BBC Visual Effects. Since that time, I've read that, that a contact A contract company called Magna Models made the miniatures for this show. If they made any of them, they certainly didn't make all of them because I know John Horton made the one I'm pictured with. The situation was probably being confused by the expansion and changes which were going on within BBC Visual Effects at that time. Jack Kine might have initially hinted that he was going to put the miniatures out to contract but decided instead to have them built internally and merely filmed by contractors, which is what yeah. I believe happened. So those rather nifty spaceships that we've seen are down to Ian Schoons and Nick Alder. There you go. That's
0: rather that's cool. Why, yeah, that's why they look better than we normally get. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. cool, that. I just um, <coughs> just brought up the uh, viewing figures, because I thought, I wonder, so this, this is baffling. So episode one got 5.8 million viewers. Yes. Which is, for this, I mean, it might sound a lot now, but for this era, you, Hartnells were regularly getting 10 to 11 million. Oh, so it was uh, right down. Yeah. So it's right, right down. This is, this was deemed not good viewing figures. Um, episode two goes up by a million. So 6.8 million viewers. So people watched what? episode oh, one the... <laughs> and must've yeah. yeah, but Clancy
1: hadn't arrived in episode one. That's true. Yeah.
0: So that, that's weird. And then episode three, 6.4. So it fluctuates a little bit downwards. Uh, Episode 4 goes to 5.8. Episode 5, 5.5. Episode 6, 5.3. So there was a core of, much like the 80s, there was a core of fandom or fans of the show, because the fandom hadn't really started at Mm -hmm. all, watching this. But realistically, no one else, no casual viewers. No. um, And it lost viewers as it went on. So Troughton was perfectly correct when he said people
1: are going to switch off in droves. Um, Last quote I've got is from Steve Druitt, who was one of the effects guys on Doctor Who, went on to work on Blake Seven. He says, uh, whilst I was with Magna Models, which is the company Ian Schoon's mentioned, the company were contracted to provide some set dressing for use on Doctor Who. I made some big computer props to be used in one of the last Patrick Troughton stories. He's talking about the space pirates. These computers were made out of large metal filing cabinets. So you want a computer, get a filing cabinet. cabinet, And add two reels of tape, which intermittently spun backwards and forwards. With hindsight, you realise that what you visualised for the distant future during the late 60s was quickly superseded by real designs in the late 70s. Back then, we really thought that a computer the size of a filing cabinet was a futuristic vision. Yeah. Oh and that's true, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all we get is, uh, same, same as in Anderson's stuff, yeah, computers are large and they have those reel-to-reel tapes going backwards and forwards.
1: I saw a photo um, a few days ago of a computer hard drive in the 1980s, so it's yeah. even later, that w- was a one gigabyte hard drive. And it's like the size of, you know, you know, almost a car. It's and sad, yet we've it, got that yeah. on our phone now, you yeah. know?
0: I've got a USB stick here that's uh, 16 gig. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, no one got that right.
1: That far. things shrink, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, here we go. We've got to uh, vote on the design and effectiveness of Caven and Co yeah. and Madeline, I suppose. Shall yeah, we yeah, do yeah, them we should... all together? Let's yeah, lump them do... into one, yeah. one, one number. So go on.
0: <laughs> do we, do we is this, uh, this is design, d- design only, um, I, th- I don't mind what Caven's wearing because it's just a standard black,
1: yeah, but outfit, what about that helmet but, with the yeah? Studs? I don't,
0: I don't like any of the helmets people are wearing. I don't like any of the uniforms. I don't like her hairstyle. Um, I, I, I'm sort of fascinated and annoyed by Milo Clance's shiny, noisy pants.
1: Yeah, but anyway. yeah, but he's not an adversary.
0: No, that's true. Yeah, we can't count him. Uh, so, design-wise, I'm going to say this is this is one of those. I think fairly rare where in Doctor 2 they didn't go far enough with it. Like like the Ice Warriors, I quite like those weird futuristic yeah. designs, stuff like yeah,
1: that. Yeah. Oh, they were lovely. Yeah,
0: they were good. But this is just, again, like the rest of the story, it's dull. I'm going to give it a three for a three? Yeah. I gave again, it we're a not, one. We're not, you get a one, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Cause we're not talking about the ships or anything. No, it, no, 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 it's if, just if it them. Doc 2 model work.
1: Yeah. Know? That's the next podcast. Doctor 2 models. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's a two for design. How effective are Caven and Madeline and co?
0: I think Caven, he started off all right, but he rapidly, he's got so much bickering. There's no depth to him. Madeline was just a total waste of effort. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the actress was. She didn't seem particularly interested in the part. And like I say, her first scene, it's like, But you're obviously the villain, and your dad's obviously alive. It's just <laughs> awful. Um, I'm going to go down to your one for effectiveness. A
1: one. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I gave him a three. Oh, there we go. Also, okay. we, we so that's two another away. two. So that's yeah. a two. Yeah. A final um, tally of a two. All right. And that and it, puts. It's them... a right
0: steaming pile of two. Uh, yeah, yeah, they
1: are number two. The other number twos in that caravan are. Yeah. Oh boy!
0: Yeah, would, this, we, would we rather watch any of these other ones than this one again?
1: Well, here's the, Yeah, yeah. It's a very busy caravan. Yeah. Number two, uh, mess door.
0: I'd rather watch Twin Dynamo
1: again. Okay. The humans shaped Gelf. Yeah, I'd rather. I'd rather watch
0: them again.
1: Okay. The big head version of the Malice.
0: Now we get into slightly dull but yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay. then the dragon from that sylvester mccoy oh, story when they okay. were trying to do alien yeah. uh Plasmatrons. oh
0: that was um time flight wasn't it yeah yeah they were
1: crap yeah uh the Zeraphin with uh, an next
0: time flight as well wasn't it yes yeah. that, was, that, that was, was the uh vic reeves the ponderous <laughs> yeah those great great guys yeah oh no yeah
1: and, um, yeah, the male version of Eldrad.
0: Okay, that, yeah, that is a, a boring caravan. That
1: is an incredibly boring caravan. Yeah. Okay. Don't, well, don't knock on their door asking for sugar. You'll fall asleep. Yeah, no, don't go there. Down. Yeah. Um, after now enduring the, yeah. these uh, six episodes, I have decided I am going to put the Space Pirates on my bottom three. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I sort of agree with you
1: where though are you yeah, going to put well, yours I need to,
0: I need to know my button
1: three right number three you have okay. silver nemesis
0: okay so i think it silver nemesis is better so at least number three what's number two
1: greatest show in the galaxy
0: <sighs> it's shorter what's <laughs> my number one what's my worst
1: ghost light is okay, your number no, one i'm going
0: to put it at number
1: three okay okay that's exactly where i have put yeah. mine um so i get rid of paradise towers
0: okay
1: to put the space i'd paradise towers
0: again because if this suffers from to me is the worst sin possible is it's boring
1: it's incredibly boring yeah. and our regular cast are barely in it yeah
0: yeah you really. know you could you could almost, if, you were, if it existed, you were a Wiley editor and you thought, uh, Doctor Who's dead, I'm going to, uh, I need to get some money out of this. You could release it as a standalone film, just trimming the Doctor Who parts out, couldn't you? Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Like you say, the only thing he does is defuse a bomb. Yeah. At, at the end. end. Yeah. Well, I didn't think this would happen. For the longest time, you and I, our bottom threes have It'd all be been Stevie, Sylvester yeah. McCoy. But now we've got a Patrick Troughton in there, both of us. Yeah. Wow. Do
0: do bad Doctor Who stories equate to the bagginess of the Doctor's trousers? <laughs> Maybe that's the, what it
1: is. Yeah. The yeah.
0: bagginess factor. Um,
1: if Doctor Number Fifteen is wearing skin-tight trousers, well,
0: because you know, what? if if you know, if you put a gun to my head and said, "You've got to choose one of you." you You've got to choose two of those bottom three to watch and one not to watch. Um, I'd probably watch the other stories because A, they're shorter um, and B, they've got occasional some elements that you might enjoy. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, it, this one doesn't offend me like some of the, you know, the, the other two do.
1: No, I think they. they that, that's why they were on our know, bottom three yes, because yeah. they just annoyed us, yes. and irritated us. Yeah. Whereas this one is just incredibly boring.
0: Yeah, this is this is the, this is like you're in a cinema and those other two stories are sat behind you kicking your chair. Yeah. Like, fucking hell, you're annoying me. <laughs> Whereas Space Pirates is sat next to you mouthing the words and telling you the lines as
1: they're
0: going to happen. Yeah, so just warm.
1: pissing you off.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> either way, um, who would have thought a Troutman would have ended up on it?
1: I, I, I couldn't have predicted that. No. So our bottom threes are exactly the same, our mm. number threes are the same, but uh, we've got our number one and I'm two missed. switched round, which is uh, a great show in the galaxy and yeah. Ghost Light.
0: Which is, is fascinating to me because although we've got very very similar tastes in a lot of stuff i think we've been we've had different views of doctor who and mm, definitely yeah. we've got different favorite doctors different, but we've we've agreed that these ones are just awful i mean does that it's a very small pool to to draw figures from but to me that sort of suggests they probably are awful it's not just our yeah. personal taste. I mean, yeah what, but what we haven't gone through all that? of new who yet no that's true that's true i'm um I've been, I've been sort of talking on Facebook and things like that with, with different things about New Who, and I'm struggling with New Who. Mm. I'm, I'm really struggling with any enthusiasm for us to do New Who when we get back to
1: it. Well, it's it's mm. somewhere off in the distance right it now. Is, but yeah. We've uh, got a
0: little bit
1: of time. It, it's down to you now, Ian, to yes, actually yeah. get us out of this uh, um you know lull of boredom yeah. um who are we um looking at next time
0: well what what if i uh what if i said this to you oh me that was gonna be my next john oh, no. you're
1: talking planet of the spiders I am
0: indeed yes.
1: oh brilliant that is yeah. a tonic that is great to hear after the just tedium yes. of, the, yeah, of, of watching important. this oh oh brilliant yeah. i'm glad you chose that oh yeah. oh excellent yeah i don't
0: think that would be quite as much of a chore to watch really,
1: this is a story where i can't I, I can't think of any other time in my doctor who watching when i was little where i can remember any other time where Watching Doctor Who for me was a, a singular experience. I watched yeah. it alone. My brother really wasn't into Doctor Who. My sisters certainly weren't, and so I watched it alone. but this do <laughs> yeah, this story I can totally remember at school yeah. on the yeah. Monday, everyone in the school doing the old chant thing. Yes,
0: yeah I, I can remember this one very, very clearly from the first go round. Um, I remember everyone talking about the spiders, everyone, and then obviously the regeneration scene was just everyone talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is weird what bits stick in the public consciousness. And I think the spiders did, didn't they? Much like the, the maggot. Because it's, it's the old Friends thing, and it? it's the one with the maggots, and this yeah. is the one with the spiders. One with the spiders. No one ever says it's the one with Gareth Hunt in it.
1: No. No. Or Benny oh, from Crossroads.
0: Or Benny from Crossroads. We'll uh, we'll have to actually decide whether Gareth Hunt is Cockney rhyming slang. Or not <laughs> after watching this,
1: and that's when we do New Avengers in character. That's true, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, excellent. Oh, that's a good choice. Thank you, Ian. And oh, no, uh, I, I it also means have, I don't have to we buy have it.
0: Of one, could we? I don't we have got to got buy lead. it. Yeah. Oh, you've already got it. Oh, that's.
1: Oh, good. of course. Yes. Yeah, I got yeah. multiple of
0: this because it, it. Do you remember that? Um, Regenerations. Uh, big, oh, yes. Yeah. Lavish book they had. Yeah. So it's in there. I've got it on the thing. Um, what? Well, yeah, is, is this last season been released on Blu-ray as well? Or was it season? E? I don't season know. Was it 10? I don't know. But I don't, yeah, I don't think it all. Uh, I I was, think
1: it I'll was. i save it for next time, but I can clearly, and again, it, it's rare that I can remember something from my childhood because it was so long ago, but I can clearly remember where I was when I watched the last episode, oh, right. and my reaction yeah. when the last scene in the Did last you hear, That's episode it? happened.
0: I'm not watching this rubbish again. No, I'll,
1: I'll, I Doctor will save says, it for next time yeah. because I I had a very strong reaction to what happened, but I'll this... tell you all about that next time. Oh, right. I'll
0: look forward yeah. To it. This is also one of those stories where you can smell the human villain, can't you? Because you know exactly what and smells of. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, old cigarette smoke and damn you know. But
1: Brilliant. I Brilliant. look
0: forward to that one. I think that'd be
1: a good one. Yeah, and that's only in a week's time. Yes. Because we're kind of like back into, into the schedule now. So, oh, thank you, Ian. I'm very <laughs> grateful. After the slog of the last few days <laughs> of getting through this one, um, I'm really looking forward to this. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Good stuff,
1: good stuff. All right. Okay. See you next time, Ian. See you next time, listener. Thanks, Ian. Cheers. Bye-bye.